got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Well, there is something about the Charlotte Hornets that the Sacramento Kings just, they just can't handle. Uh, Kings lose tonight 110-99. to This time in Charlotte, the Hornets complete the season sweep of the Sacramento Kings. Kings fall to three games under 500 at 12-15. Charlotte improves to 13-17. Welcome in to the latest post-game edition of the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. I'm your host, Damian Barling, and I can't thank you enough for allowing me and allowing us over here at HoopBall to be a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage. A uh, big story of the day centers around your point guard uh, for the second time and uh, about a week and some change here. A superstar returns to the Sacramento Kings. This time, it's De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox, who played uh, 30 minutes tonight, entered uh, the game in the first quarter right around the seven-minute mark, uh, came in for Corey Joseph. Uh, he played fine. Played really well. I actually thought he, I I, I thought they the 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 team in itself uh, started out a little rough with De'Aaron on the floor. It, it looked like they were just kind of trying to find their rhythm. He came in with about seven fourteen left. He he banged knees. I think it was Terry Rozier like right away, and it was kind of like, come on, man, like what? Uh oh, we don't need that. Uh, but he didn't he didn't even exit the game. He was fine after the timeout. And again, they they looked a little sloppy. You know, they were down five after one, uh, which really, it's really not bad because they shot 31% in the first quarter. They trailed by as many as 10. And for the briefest moment, I've thought, you know, maybe they've survived the worst. You know, they they, they got through this. It, it, they, they, they got through, you know, the, the early let's transition De'Aaron back into their, you know, back into the flow and, they held off, you know, the big run by by the Hornets. They fought their way back into it. And again, they were, you know, down by five after one. And, you know, second quarter rolls along, pretty evenly matched. And it's like, all right, third com- quarter comes along. Let's do this. Kings down by one. Now, the bad news is uh, the Kings uh, at this moment were 0-7 uh, when trailing, entering the fourth quarter on the road. Spoiler alert, they're 0-8 now. But the game, you know, back and forth right there at the start of the fourth quarter, I thought, okay, okay, this this game is very much within reach, but the fourth quarter did not go the Sacramento Kings way. And again, they lose 110 to 102 to the Charlotte Hornets tonight. But let's let's focus on De'Aaron because that's really the story. Uh, 30 minutes for De'Aaron, more than I thought he would play. Uh, six of 13 from the field, um, 19 points, five turnovers, eight assists. You know, he had five assists, uh, I think, in the first quarter alone. Uh, but De'Aaron, I, 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 th- I thought De'Aaron p- played well. Again, once the offense, once everybody else got into the flow, you immediately felt the tempo uh, feel different when De'Aaron is out there. And I think it took I think it took a little bit of time for, for the Kings to, you know, adjust to that. But once he once the second quarter got going, and really I think once he got into the second half, that's kind of where he got comfortable. Uh, I don't think he ever really found a groove. Again, he was six of thirteen from the field. That's that's not a groove right there. But he did uh, make an effort to get to the basket, and that is something that the Sacramento Kings, you know, they just they didn't get to the they didn't get to the foul line enough tonight. Which man punched me in the face for repeating myself. Man, I'm sorry. They they didn't they. 
that's a very regular thing here uh, in this season. That's a very regular thing of seasons past, and it's kind of one of those things where you expect, okay, maybe now it's going to be a little bit different. With De'Aaron Fox, maybe they're going to get to the foul line a little bit more. But that hasn't been a hallmark of the Sacramento Kings for a long time. And it needs to be. They need to be able to get to the foul line more than 13 times. It's great that they hit 12 uh, of their 13 free throws. That's actually a a rare occurrence for them to shoot. Even when they shoot a small number of free throws like that, it's rare for them to shoot a percentage uh, that high. But, you know, to compare and contrast, Charlotte was 19 of 27 from the foul line tonight. So, I mean, that's that's a sizable point differential right there. I mean, that's seven points in and of itself. Still not enough to win as the the, the Kings lost by eight. Uh, but the Hornets shot 70% from the foul line. I don't know what it is about the Hornets. You know, I, I you know, as I was thinking, as this game was developing and it was kind of winding down and you realized, okay, the, you know, Kings are going to lose this game. The, the question I kept going back to, because it looks short, like 110, you know, it's higher than the Kings, a little bit higher than the Kings normally give up. It's like, uh, it's it wasn't a... It wasn't a terrible effort by the Kings. It wasn't a terrible defensive effort. Um, I started looking at this. The Kings, like, and, and this sounds so crazy to say. It, it actually doesn't sound crazy. It sounds freaking stupid, especially after what happened last year. Do the Kings not have enough offensive firepower to beat teams? Like, look at some of the games, you know, uh, as of late. Look at the amount of points it took. They haven't given up 130 points. They're not giving up 120 points. You know, they're winning and losing on the defensive end. Like, they are they're they haven't had a game where it's like, oh, or at least not in a while, where it's like, oh, my gosh, look at how many points they gave up tonight. They just weren't there. Like, that hasn't happened. You start to, you know, look at them losing these, you know, these games where the point totals are low, and you go, is this the, is their offensive firepower gone? Now, in fairness, obviously, De'Aaron Fox returned to the lineup tonight. You expect him to have a, a, a certain level of offensive firepower. He had 19 points. Marvin Bagley ain't there yet. You know, De'Aaron missed 17 games. Uh, Bagley missed, what was it, like 20, 22 or 23? Like, it's going to be a while before these guys get into the groove. And this is kind of the concern that we talked about here on this podcast a couple of weeks ago. That I feel like the Kings are going to go through a couple of incarnations here over the course of the next few weeks. Now I don't know what Luke Walton's plans are are, are moving forward in terms of. I imagine De'Aaron Fox is going to find the starting lineup here pretty shortly. Is Bagley? You know, is the plan to just kind of keep Bagley in in the position that he is in for the remainder of the season? I highly doubt it. So if it's a if it's a case where okay we're going to work De'Aaron back into the lineup, we're going to work Marvin Bagley back into the starting lineup. Is this a, a case where it takes a while? Uh, is it a case where they both go back to the starting lineup at the same time? Because if they do go back to the starting lineup at the same time, the bench is going to have to adjust here a little bit. Uh, if one of them goes back to the starting lineup and the other one stays on the uh, the bench, then then there's going to be an adjustment when they both ultimately go back to the starting lineup. So you get what I'm going at now. I understand that these guys practice together every day. I understand that the the, the likely starting lineup even spent some time out on the court together uh, today. But ultimately, I, I think this team is going to have to go through some transitions as Marvin Bagley finds his legs, finds his way, finds his game, finds his comfort level. And as De'Aaron Fox finds his leg, finds his game, finds his comfort level. And based on tonight, I feel like De'Aaron might find his a lot faster. 
six of 13, 19 points. That, 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 that's all in good. But the fact that he made a conscious effort to get to the foul line, it's like, ah, okay. He knows what his king, he knows what his king's teammates need. He knows what the team is lacking. He's going to get out there. He's going to attack. He's you know, his, his shot, his, he actually improved to six of 13. Like his shots weren't falling there, particularly in the first quarter as he came out and he tried to get going. It wasn't happening for him. It's like, hey, I'm going to get to the foul line. I'm going to get some points either way. And he needed to because, buddy, you notice I hadn't mentioned his name until now. Uh, buddy was 5 of 13, uh, 14 points for him tonight, 4 of 8 from, from 3. He was virtually non-existent. Like, he just wasn't there. In one of those baskets, I, th- I think that shot at the end of the game counted. Eddie, for those of you who stuck around for it, Buddy just kind of jacked one up from, you know, from behind the arc. It went in. I'm I'm pretty sure it counted. I think that was the. I think it was 99 at that point. So, you know, that's a very shallow 14 points that Buddy Heald had. He was non-existent, and the only time that Buddy Heald's name came up as you were watching this game was where the hell is Buddy Heald? Why isn't Buddy scoring? This is kind of the only time. Hey, can we run a play for Buddy? Can we do something for him here? His 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 you know attack level wasn't very high, even though he shot eight three pointers. Again, one of them was the last shot of the game. It's just like you almost you you kind of routinely expect Buddy, regardless of whether they're falling or not, to shoot twenty plus shots a game. I mean, Harrison Barnes shot seventeen. We're living in a world now where Harrison Barnes is shooting seventeen points, but or seventeen shots, excuse me. But Buddy's only getting up thirteen. That's an abnormal game for Buddy Heald. You expect him to shoot significantly more than that. Uh, but but you just you kind of I, I don't know if I gave the full stat line. I mentioned Harrison Barnes shot seventeen times. He was six to seventeen. Fact is the the you know they were 30 percent or whatever I mentioned there in the first quarter. They didn't get that much better. You know forty one percent from the field, thirty five percent from 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 three. The Hornets, they shot 48%. Virtually nothing went the Kings' way tonight. Absolutely nothing. And, and, I, and I'm trying to make a, you know, a negative into a positive here and, and reflect on the fact that the, the, the positive is that, that De'Aaron is back and he looked good. You know, first game back in 17 game, games, he looked, you know, like, all right. Like, he's going to be able to find his legs pretty quickly, you hope. They've got a couple of, they've got a couple of difficult games coming up. And we're going to have to see how, you know, that plays out over the course uh, of the next few days. But we'll, we'll touch on, let's, let's look at a couple of other uh, markers that we've been talking about here as the season has progressed. Uh, one of them being uh, the rebounding. Uh, the Kings were out-rebounded by a lot by the Charlotte Hornets. 51-38. to 38. Kings out-rebounded 51-38. to 38. The assist total, only 23 uh, points in the paint. They were outscored in the points in the paint, fifty-two to forty-two. So these are these are numbers uh, that we have kind of been using as a little bit of a gauge for the Kings throughout the season. And and there are games that they've lost by one, two, three, or four. There's a game, you know, games that they've lost where they've been incredibly effective in the paint. There are games that they lost where they, where they've been incredibly effective rebounding the ball. Unless I'm missing something. And please forgive me if I am. Uh, the Kings weren't incredibly effective at anything tonight. And it's one of those games. It just happens to be against the Charlotte Hornets who beat them once at the Golden One Center. And, and, and at some point, you don't you're, you you kind of get tired of, well, it's one of those games. It's one of those games. Yeah, we don't want one of those games anymore. 
We want this team to be able to, you know, string together some victories like they did when they beat the Mavericks, like they did when they beat the Rockets, like they did when they beat the Thunder. Hell, you know, they had won four or five. You know, counting you know, the, the, the win against the, or excuse me, the loss against the Knicks sucked, but they were able to bounce right back and beat the Warriors. And I think I keep gauging this by the fact because, you know, again, th- those are the, you know, those are the last five games. Like, th- that's a pretty good stretch. I keep gauging it by the fact that I just desperately want them to get back to 500. Or I, I shouldn't even say back to 500. I desperately want them to get to 500, a place that they uh, haven't been since they were 0-0. Zero and zero. Uh, They're now 12-15. and 15. Now they got the Indiana Pacers coming up. Man, the Pacers have gotten their act together. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch them play recently. They beat the they they just beat the Lakers. They just beat the Lakers 105 to 102. This team is balling. Like we were all geared up because the Lakers and the Bucks play each other on Thursday night on TNT and we were talking about, "Well, oh, the 18 game win streak and and the Los Angeles Lakers are rolling. They haven't lost a game from home." And a couple of teams went out there, the Dallas Mavericks and the Indiana Pacers, when we're we're going to squash all of these streaks. We don't want to hear about how many games the Los Angeles Lakers have won on the road. Dallas Mavericks without Luka Doncic said, we don't want to hear about an 18-game win streak. We don't, we'll don't. we go ahead, Giannis, go on and get your 48. We're going to shut this down quickly. So we're gearing up for the Lakers and the Bucks and the Pacers step in, who the Kings play next. Like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and eliminate all of the storylines for Thursday night's game. The Pacers, you know, remember they got off to a start where it was like, ah, I'm kind of... Kind of surprised by where the Pacers at. Not not playing particularly well. That's a team that I'm high. That's an incredible coach, by the way. Nate McMillan has done a a, a a phenomenal job with that team. Still still no Victor Oladipo. They continue to play well again. They're nineteen and nine, and they've got the Sacramento Kings uh, coming up on Friday. And you look at oh, okay, who who do we got here? We've we've got Sabonis, we've got Turner. You know we got we, we got a bunch of big guys here. We got Malcolm Brogdon. Like, oh, crap. You know what I mean? Like, you've got some big bodies there who are going to work the, you know, who are going to work the Sacramento Kings a bit. Malcolm Brogdon's a big dude. He's going to make De'Aaron work. You know, the, the, he's, you know, he's, a, he's, he is a, he's as physical of a point guard as there is in the league. And that's, that's who the Kings got coming up next. And, you know, you, you never look ahead. You never look ahead when the, when the games look tough. And you never look ahead. You don't. You don't count wins and you don't count losses. You you don't do that because you know it always ends poorly. Even if you point out, hey, the Sacramento Kings are they're just two games under five hundred, and look who they got coming up. They got the Knicks and the Warriors. That's a dangerous game to play, friendos. Dangerous game to play because you see what happens. But in the same sense, you can look at this game against the Indiana Pacers coming up on Friday night, and you go, oh man, this is a tough matchup for the Sacramento Kings. And it absolutely is a tough matchup, but you don't count L's just like you don't count wins. And this is going to be an this is this is going to be the game. This is going to be a game on Friday night where the Kings are tested physically. I'm personally looking forward to that one. I'm, I'm I, as soon as we wrap up uh, the podcast here, uh, I'm going to go uh, try to get a, a get get to League Pass and, and and check out a replay or at least some highlights of that that Pacers Lakers game. But if you haven't had a chance to watch the Pacers yet this season, man, they or even you could even go back to last season. They are just coached brilliantly, man. Nate McMillan has done such a, a an absolutely fantastic job with that group. And again, still no Victor Oladipo there. Uh, Sabonis had 26 tonight. 
he's going to make he's going to make the big you know he's he's going to make the big guys you know Sabonis Turner they're going to make Rashawn Holmes and and and, and Marvin Bagley and and, and Nemanja Bjelica and all of those guys they're they're going to have to work coming up on Friday and then they've got the Grizzlies after that they being the Kings they got the Grizzlies after that so you 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 just hope that with the return of De'Aaron get into a rhythm get into a flow I think it's going to be really really tough on Friday but they they don't really have time to figure it out because they're going to play again on Saturday. And I guess this is the perfect time uh, uh, to note. Uh, hopefully, this isn't the last podcast of the week, but this is going to be the last post-game podcast of the week. I'll explain. Here's Luke Walton. They 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 were just more physical than we were tonight. They they, they killed us on the glass, um, and they got to the free throw line, and we did not do those. Uh, no. All that being said, we made it a ball game. We gave ourselves a chance, and then down the stretch, when uh, when it was a tied ball game in the fourth, they. They started making shots, and, and uh, we did not make those, uh, those same shots on our end. So give them credit. Uh, they scrapped. Uh, it was nice to get Fox back out there. I thought he looked good. I thought he mo- was moving well, uh, created some, some good looks and opportunities for us, and uh, we'll continue to, to, to get better and, uh, and learn from this game. Looked like De'Aaron did a good job creating some real nice open looks in the first yeah. half. Shots just weren't falling tonight. Is that is, how do you deal with that as a coach? Well, you can live with that. Um, it's why you know I, I talk about the, the the rebounding and the free throw differences uh, where you get mad at as a coach because look, as you play a lot of games, you fly across the country. Uh, there's going to be nights where people miss shots, uh, and if that's the reason we lose, then we you know we we, we can be okay with that. But. Uh, Although that was a part of it, there, you know, what they, the difference on the rebounds and then the free throws, uh, to me, is a bigger factor of things that we can do a better job controlling uh, to lead to our, our wins and losses. The rebounds really it was 55-35 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know you personally like uh, good rebounding presence. How frustrating? What do you even work on with the guys on that? Is it a positioning thing? Is it an effort thing? Uh, it's a little bit of everything. It's uh, positioning. It's effort. It's you know, I know sometimes we have a smaller groups out there trying to space the floor and, and shoot, uh, which is why we, we talk a ton about what we call uh, sandwich rebounding and team rebounding, which is guys coming back in from the perimeter when those shot goes up, and we didn't, we didn't do a, a consistent job of that tonight. Do you believe that the ball movement was good tonight? Like sometimes there were actions for the ball, ball movement. It was just a shot that was missed, like yeah, on yeah. the corner three. Yeah, we had some like really that. nice possessions of, of solid ball movement tonight. Uh, we had some that we'll show on film that uh, there was, you know, an open man that should have been hit. But that's where we're always striving towards to, to play uh, where we make that that extra pass and we're penetrating the paint. I thought we did a good job tonight of getting in the paint. We talk about that a lot. We offensively we just missed uh, a lot of open shots, but. If we do a better job on the glass and keeping them off the free throw line, we still give ourselves a chance of winning that game. Luke Walton always looking for teaching moments there uh, with his Sacramento Kings. Uh, they lose tonight uh, 110 to 102. Actually, they, they, I, I knew Buddy Heald hit that shot late. Uh, I have 110.99 in my notes. Yeah, 110-102 was the official final score as the Sacramento Kings lose tonight in Charlotte. Again, the Indiana Pacers coming up on Friday and the Memphis Grizzlies coming up on Saturday. Now, normally we don't do podcasts um, on the first night of a back-to-back because it gets <laughs> the show gets dated very quickly. Uh, and we normally don't do shows 
on Saturday nights. So it's it's kind of a unique scheduling thing here that I think only happens once uh, during the season here uh, for the Sacramento Kings. But uh, my, my hope is uh, that I'm going to be able to drop one more non-post-game podcast for you uh, this week. Uh, of course, we'll be back with the post-games uh, coming up on Friday. That would be Christmas Eve. Eve! Make sure you're locked in here. Make sure you're a subscriber. Uh, make sure you don't miss out on a single episode here of the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network. Real quick before we sign off again, Kings lose 110 uh, 102. You know that by now, uh, 12 and 15. Uh, shout out to our guys over at Sacktown Royalty. Really sad to hear that that site is, a, a, I guess the site's not being shut down, uh, but the site as we know it uh, is changing quite a bit. And those guys that have covered that team uh, for a very, very long time uh, deserve a round of applause. They deserve our support. Uh, they don't. They don't get at a lot of. They don't get a lot out of uh, covering this team, and they did it for no other reason than they love the Sacramento Kings. They did it for no other reason than they are passionate fans who wanted to give you uh, their perspective. And many of them are absolutely brilliant and creative writers. Uh, and I got so much love for those guys, and I'm so disappointed to hear. Uh, of the recent changes over at SB Nation. So if you get the opportunity and you follow those guys on social media, uh, shoot them a note. Uh, let them know you appreciate their work, man. They're a good group of men and women over there, and they've done a great job covering the Sacramento Kings, as I hope we have as well for you. Again, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage. We will be back again here very soon on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network.